News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Now let's bring in the Minister for the Environment, Climate and Communications, uh, as well as Transport, uh, Eamon Ryan. Uh, Minister, just before we get to matters, energy. Look, I, I, I don't think you heard our rift there, but just in relation to the Irish women's football team, uh, I was making the tr- the point. I think the troubles have been whitewashed uh, over the years and I think there's a lot of younger people who don't remember how awful the troubles were and maybe there's an argument about constitutional nationalists reclaiming that, that narrative. Your, your thoughts? Well, I think you could be right Shane but, but I don't think it's up to the women of the Irish, of the players in the Irish women's soccer team to kind of to do all that. No. I think they've been, they've been real heroines. I think they've um, carried themselves Play and played and then also presented a really brilliant, uh, inspiring uh, picture for the whole country. And okay, yes, you make a mistake in you know, singing a certain song, but but I don't think they should be, uh, you know, that shouldn't be the main thing we remember here. They've done us proud. Whatever the need for a different narrative in terms of the history of the Troubles, I think we should be celebrating what they've done in the, in recent weeks and months. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's fair enough, and that is well said. Uh, let's talk about the energy crisis, um, um, Minister. Um, you were obviously at that meeting of energy uh, ministers yesterday, uh, unresolved on the issue of a price cap. What is happening? It is unresolved on that issue because it's a complex issue, and there may still be further developments before the, the leaders, the heads of government, meet again next week. Um, but there was a lot of progress on other issues, and it's very important that we do stay united and we have a European response to this energy crisis that um, that shows real resolve. And that is there. Mike's, my experience with this Energy Council, which has been meeting now an emergency session almost every second week for the past uh, number of months, uh, is that we are united and we will get through this incredibly difficult period. Um, what we agreed on, and that's important, is that we would further measures, that we would go into a common purchasing arrangements for gas, that we would enter into negotiations with supply countries, the likes of Norway, US, Algeria, to try and help bilaterally bring down the price of gas, that we would further focus on, on being really efficient and reducing our use. We would start a campaign uh, to promote that in the country next week. Um, and there would also, the key thing is that we switch to renewables. Um, the issue we didn't have agreement on was whether you would put a cap on gas prices. Now, that's very complex. It's an easy thing to say, but what it actually means uh, is actually very, very detailed. Uh, and it's not that no one, or that every country wants to uh, make sure we try and minimize the price. But what we're trying and trying to avoid is simplistic populist measures that might make you look good or sound good for half an hour, but that you might end up paying a lot more for the public uh, would have to pay a lot more for because they're not well designed. So that was the outcome of the council meeting last night. Um, I, I think there is real progress. Uh, I think there, it isn't uh, concluded. This this energy war, which is what it is, will continue. And unfortunately, it looks like it could it could be not just this winter, but next winter we have to the winter after that we have to prepare for. And that requires a kind of a steady, determined, united approach in Europe. Okay. I think we will continue to have that. Right. Uh, I mean, united approach, I'm not suggesting there's acrimony, but there's definitely different opinions on what the best way to proceed is. I mean, Spain and, and Portugal have already capped the price of gas uh, for power generation. They did that in June. You have German, Germany and the Netherlands pro, uh, proposing a different approach. You have Norway warning about the dangers of a, of a price cap, saying it could uh, restrict supply. What's Ireland's position? What's your position? 
One of the reasons there is different uh, differences in the European Council is because there are different circumstances in different parts of Europe, and we probably have our own unique position because we're not connected to the European gas grid. We are connected to the UK system, so a lot of these issues uh, would affect us in a different way. Um, the what we have to do. It is true that we have to be very careful here. You could. It's so easy to say, oh, a price cap would solve all problems but it could actually open up new and different problems. If we had a price cap, we could see a mechanism where we'd end up exporting power to the UK, and, and that would have to be subsidized by the Irish public. In other words, if we set a cap below what the UK price is, particularly for electricity, we would see then flows of electricity out of the island into the UK, and that's what we'd have to pay for. And also what we do have to do is to be careful that a price cap wouldn't see an increase in the use of gas because the fundamental problem here is, is that there is a reduction in the supply that the Europe where some, something like 40% uh, of European gas came from Russia, that's now down to 10%. So we've lost almost a third of the market supply. And any simplistic measure where you think, oh, just cap it, um, where you then, where you can't actually increase the supply, would lead you to a very difficult place where you might have to do rationing of gas. And that, I think, would be the worst potential outcome. No, fair so enough. That's some of the... uh, do you think, though, you will reach a, a solution that doesn't do those things, but that does in some way put a cap on the price of gas? I think from the talks yesterday, one of the outcomes, and this is very technical and, and kind of the details so complex. But a lot of gas prices are set on, on a Dutch clearing market or a market, it's called the title transfer form where, where the TTF, where the gas market actually is worked through. And the truth is that there are a whole variety of different gas markets, different types of uh, balancing payment markets, forward markets and so on, spot markets. And I think what we agreed yesterday and think what, what we will see next week is Europe setting up a different index? In other words, how you actually trade gas and where you measure what the uh, what the benchmark price is, as it were. I think that will change, and I think that will deliver a lot of what people are looking for a gas okay. cap might want. Mm. So I think that will probably be no, the uh, important. But you're slightly sidestepping the question about the ca uh, price cap. I, I don't expect that next week at the heads of government, and I think uh, I think the simplistic thing a cap, yes or no doesn't actually reflect the incredible complexity in the gas markets. It was so easy, maybe if in opposition, they're all oh, just to introduce a cap and everything will be fine. I think that sounds very good, but actually would end up, could be very problematic. So I don't expect to see it happen. At all? Not, certainly not next week. No, I wouldn't rule it out, but not immediately because it is, there are huge potential adverse consequences and I don't think there will be agreement on that next week. Uh, two quick other questions in relation to that. Uh, have we a date yet for the energy credits and when the first is going to be made available? First, will be, uh, first week in November, first of November, um, and then one in uh, early in the new year, January, and then one further one in March. Okay. And as I said, that's just, I think that's, I mean, people talk about caps and various ways of managing it. I think what we've done in providing energy credits, in increasing social welfare contributions, in targeting business supports, because we have to get our businesses through this as well, I think actually that is a much more targeted and much more reliable support mechanism than a simplistic cap which would effectively write a blank, a blank check and could have consequences, as I said, you know, subsidising the UK market rather than the Irish market. So I think those credits, those social welfare payments and further business and other supports 
is the right way to go and to spend our money in that way. You, you mentioned a, a campaign to be launched next week. Was it on restricting gas usage? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. We we started in the spring the reduce your use campaign, and and it'll be coming back and and very much providing practical advice to householders as to how they can do this while at the same time keeping warm like that's very important in this winter that our message particularly people who are vulnerable is that we don't want you going cold we don't want people missing out on the essential kind of power and light and all the other um, uh, services we get from our use of energy but just to be clever in how we use it and where they are in difficulty that there are mechanisms to provide support as well as those credits and as well as the social welfare payments it's to get our people through this and probably the next winter is going to be a real challenge I think we can do that Finally Minister we talked on a show earlier this week about College Green going car free a lot of people supportive of it a lot of people not supportive of the idea as well thing you know, we just aren't ready for it we don't have the public transport your, your, your response to that well, firstly, it's not just College Green. We'll be launching a, a Pathfinders programme next week, which is just some of the projects we're doing to promote sustainable mobility, to promote walking and cycling and public transport. And yes, we do have to do this now. This is part of our energy plan, actually, to reduce our dependence on imported fossil fuels, which we use in transport, and to reduce our emissions. We will be allocating road space. We will be looking at giving real priority to public transport and to walking and cycling. We need to do this in the next three years. And right across the country, we've asked councils to come forward with Pathfinder projects. We'll be outlining some of those next week. I think the Irish public are up for it. I think it's not easy. It's not easy making a change. But having a car-dominated, congested, air-polluting system is not serving our purposes. Switching to one where we're really restoring public places, where we are creating a really fast and efficient public transport and a safe uh, environment for, for people to walk and cycle. That's the way forward, and that's what we need to accelerate now for a whole variety of reasons. Minister for Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport, Eamon Ryan, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.